You are listening to the Fresh Thinking Podcast. Finlay and Simon chat with friends, colleagues and clients around business and philosophy. Hi there, here's another episode of Fresh Thinking with me, Finlay, and co-host Simon. Hey Simon, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Finlay. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. And we're joined today by brand strategist Dorothy Fulop. Hey there, Dorothy. How are you doing? Yeah. Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Hi, Dorothy. Good, good. And it looks like you're away on a secret Highland hideaway there. And for those of us that are on video, Simon, where are you? Well, yes. I mean, it's I'm I'm pretending it's business related because uh, I'm I'm a full-time professional photographer, and I'm look at looking at running some photography courses up in some of the most beautiful parts of Scotland. So at the moment, I'm right up as far north as you can possibly go. Um, a place called Derness up uh, on the north uh, northwest coast, and um, the scenery is absolutely spectacular. So I'm just checking out the possibilities of running some courses up here. Um, so it's a kind of break, but at the same time, I'm trying to justify being here. I think you've done it. You've you've done it. <laughs> well done. You've convinced us. And Dorothy, an international call today. Why why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and and then let's see if we can get to the theme today of of why to use a professional. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. So um, I'm located in Europe also, so that's why we can all record at daylight, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I work internationally, and most of my clients clients are from the US. I worked with Hungarian clients for the last seven or eight years now. And uh, now I'm introducing my brand or I'm rebranding my brand to the international public. So it involves uh, translating everything to English. And then while I'm there, I just rebrand the whole thing. So I'm at the same phase as many of my clients and now I really see how insanely hard it is to start a business or restart a business and that's why I think we could really talk about how branding is important, why you need to use a professional and how it can help you launch your business internationally. That, that's it's, a really nice process to go through with your your customer yeah. and almost do a, a relearning exercise. Um, you know, I think we can very much get stuck in our own thinking or just we've got our own assumptions because we've we've done it for you know 25, 30 years or, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Like it's horrible. I don't lie. Like this is so stressful. I would never imagine. And by this time I never had to do any advertising or marketing or whatever i had my client base set up and once i was finished with one client the other one was was already waiting for me because of referrals but i guess that doesn't work like it worked in a tiny tiny country where Mm. everyone knows the knows each other but internationally you'll you better get a plan and it is hard to do it uh, for yourself so um, like a little spoiler here I'm not doing it for myself. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so much easier to do it for other people isn't it? And to yeah, you, so, 
turn the spotlight on yourself. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that that's why I was super happy when Finley suggested the topic of using a professional, because mm -hmm. I thought like when even uh, brand strategies works with a brand strategist, then maybe everyone else should. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I, if, if you need it, everybody else <laughs> really seriously needs it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a good, it's a very good point. Um, but you know, the, the doctor doesn't always take his own medicine, does he? You know, I think that, <laughs> no. that's human yeah. nature. Now, that's... Dorothy, I wanted to just rewind a little bit because... Okay. You know, um, Simon and I know each other's backgrounds and, um, you know, there's often some interesting stuff in people's uh, backstories and so on. Um, you know, you've had a, a previous training, but, and I think it's really relevant to, to what you yeah. now do. And, you, you know, you kind of feel that you've, you've found your calling, as it were. So, so why don't you rewind a little bit and tell us, tell us about that, please? I know what you mean, like we had a previous chat, so yeah. you know me a tiny bit better than anyone else. So originally I studied architecture and I think this is huge on how I work with brands today. This is also the reason that I was never satisfied with just the branding and I switched to brand strategy. Um, I went into architecture because I was the typical balanced brained kid. I was not particularly brilliant in anything or should I say like I was very good in everything like I didn't have a, 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 like a talent I love to do music and uh, sports and also uh, love to draw but I loved math so for that I took a test where where you should where everyone got like you should be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever with me, they said, hey, yeah, like you could maybe blow glasses. Like that was their best guess. I never tried that. So maybe there's a beautiful career for me in that. <laughs> but yeah, it was always with every test I took, it was 50-50, left brain, right brain. So the logical thing to do was to study architecture, which is basically creative engineering. So I thought, okay, that's, that's a good choice for me. And I went into the like most prestigious school of Hungary where you could study architecture and I hated it so much. <laughs> Not architecture, but the school. Uh -huh. it, is a, it is a hard school to do and not like a little bit of a soul sucking one. So I finished at a different school, but it's still, still finished. But at that time I knew I was gonna <coughs> do something else, sorry. See, that's okay. That's okay. Um, Simon, you know, we, I often end up talking about your, um, your music because yes. obviously yes. you've got the visual element of your yes. photography, but um, you yes. know, I, I, I love your music and I know you're passionate about it. And mm -hmm. you know, music is kind of similar to, to what Dorothy's talking about there in architecture, isn't it? That obviously it's very creative and you know, there's something kind of innate in the creativity in that, but but there's also very strong science behind it. So I don't know if you see yourself in a, in a similar way. Um, yes, I do. Um, I think probably uh, I would say that the photography is maybe more of a parallel. The thing about music is that, that it, it's kind of direct from heart to, uh, to playing. It's very intuitive. It's very instant. Whereas photography, you're kind of, 
needing to use a whole range of skills. It's not just your creative ability. You've got to be, you've got to be a people's person. You've got to be able to resolve problems on the hoof. Um, you bring a whole lot of things into play. Um, and so I guess in a way that's, um, I can understand the parallel with architecture, maybe a little bit more with photography than music. Although with, with, with music, you're starting basically with a creative idea, which I guess you are to a certain extent, you, you know, in, in architecture as well. Um, but it's all, you know, it, it's all within the sort of creative area. It's just how much, um, how much organization, how, how many other skills you bring to play in, in the whole process. Um, and I know that as far as I'm concerned with photography, the actual, the actual photography itself is like maybe 20% of, uh, um, of the process because it's all the other stuff that's going on as well that turns it from a guy with a camera into somebody who's making a living and has a business in photography. Um, so it's a kind of, you know, a, a, a different process. That's interesting that you get to such a small number down at 20% for that actual creativity. And um, we'll come on to this professionalism of that because yeah. I think there's a, a, a really interesting conversation around um, that in that sector. Yeah. But it, it made me think of um, an image that I actually use when I'm um, talking to people about brand. And it's around about that sort of percentage um, that I talk about the, the tip of the iceberg. So what's out of the water is the the visual element of brand. And you've, you've got, um, you know, I think it's more like two thirds, if we know our, our science about icebergs, that's under the water. And that's actually what I like. Um, to talk to people about is, is some of the deeper stuff, you know, the psychology and the sociology and, and so on. So, but it's interesting that um, I think probably clients and, you know, Dorothy, you can tell me what you think about this is that they focus on what's above the water, which is probably, you know, understandable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was talking on architecture a little bit before, but what I really wanted to say that what the biggest takeaway from the whole, whole experience was to, um, Maybe two things. First is you can do whatever you want in one night. Like nothing is impossible if you have a paper due or uh, like you have to uh, be ready with a plan for the next day. Like one night is enough for everything, which is amazing. It's a great skill to learn. And the second skill is that you can't put a line on a paper if it doesn't have a good reason because it's just a line, but it's, money when you actually build it so we were trained to um to draw the minimum the minimum the essential minimum and the whole saying less is more comes from architecture mm -hmm. and it's super hard to do something amazing with the least lines and the the very super clean design and i think that's the reason why how i design and how i do branding because I never draw anything that, had, that didn't have a reason for it. So I'm very grateful that I took this little detour because I think it made me, once I started with design and graphic design and branding, I always looked for the answer, answers. So I looked back for work that I did years before where, where I never thought about uh, switching to brand strategy and the questions that I asked 
my clients are the question, the same questions that I have now where I'm officially doing brand strategy with them. So I, I think I have architecture to thanks, thank for that. Mm. Um, but absolutely, this is like, I'm lucky that I was introduced to the whole concept from this angle, but I see that many clients, the most common thing is that they just want a logo. So our first conversation is always where I disappoint them and tell them that it's not that easy. You, you won't get a logo out of this. And then at the end, I reward them. But if they, if they finish the whole strategy, then as a bonus, they get a logo. But sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't even need a logo, which is super interesting. And yeah, yeah we, are, we are also taught to design brands. When you hide the logo, the brand is still there. So it's super interesting that people are so fixated about the logo. Yeah, yeah. That's really that that, that whole thing is really interesting because uh, I'm very I'm very envious of you in that you had a training that flagged that up at the very beginning. It's it's taken me probably 30 years in my profession to get rid of stuff, um, to stop throwing so much at things and to reduce it to its minimum essential point and it's so important um, and I look back at stuff I did sort of 25 years ago and I was obviously throwing every idea at it and you know and, and the, it became overloaded and it get, gets lost in the mix um, and now I start uh, I start taking stuff out the whole time and end up with the absolute minimum and it's so important um, it, it gives such a, a, a more a clearer, more directional result, I think, which in branding is absolutely vital. Oh, that is amazing. You make me feel so good about those very difficult years in school. Yeah, really, really envious. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. And I, I'm, I'm also glad that I could use it for good. And it's not just a bad memory. I learned a lot. And... Yeah, it, it really changed the way I, I think about branding. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also super grateful for branding. Like every day I got to work with branding, I'm so happy. It's not, it's not <laughs> something else. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. That, that's lovely to hear, Dorothy. And I think you are very much at home. But it's interesting how, you know, we appear or arrive in this this place with such different backgrounds and so on but then mm. with a similar philosophy and and it's you know we talk about to our clients don't we about their tribe and their following and, and so on but actually there's a there's a tribe of brand strategists now um, i'm not going to make it too cult like but at, at the head of that a little bit is is marty newmeyer um, yeah <laughs> We, we, we were lucky to do a little bit of work with, with Marty and, and Andy when they were in Glasgow um, a, a while ago, 18 months ago or, or so. Um, and obviously, you know, we've, we've read his books and, and they're brilliant. You know, that simplicity, um, you know, he came as a designer, product designer and, and, yeah. and did a lot in packaging. You know, his simplicity that comes through and how he can explain uh, concepts. Um, and, you know, you know, he's... Um, tried to professionalize this uh, sector a little bit and uh, with his level C courses, which I totally admire. So now I understand that you're going to get involved um, with that on the, on the level C as well to, to get a qualification. Yeah, I think Marty would be a perfect architect, like the dream mentor that I would have in school. That, yeah, he, his thinking is super familiar to me. 
also that's why I decided to to do his level C course starting pretty soon. And uh, at least I think I need to reach the brand architect level with him, like so to re like make this a beautiful circle and return home. And also I would love to, I know it's maybe it's not important for everyone, but I would love to have a certification in what I actually do. So I don't have to like feel like an architect who's drifted away from their profession, but really and I never worked, like the first work uh, in branding that I got was on the actual day of when I got my um, diploma. So <laughs> I never worked as an architect just while in school. Um, but still, I would love to like proudly say that I'm a brand strategist mm -hmm. and maybe, yeah, a brand architect. Yeah, no, that that would be really cool. Now, education and training, obviously, is close to your heart as well, Simon. If you're out on location just now developing mm. a new product, which yeah. know, is, is yeah. a training or education product. Yes, yes. It's, um, it's finding them. It, it's basically trying to stop being who you are and think about who your clients might be and what they want, which is again the same the same old branding process. You're you're um, you're looking at their needs and trying to design something around it, which will uh, you know which will keep them coming back to you. Basically, um, and the temptation when you're doing something creative is to get out there and get excited about what excites you. Um, but this is an interesting one because you're I'm definitely stepping back and looking at how other people are seeing what I'm seeing, trying to guide them a little bit. Um, you know, you, you, the, the whole iceberg thing is really, is, is, is a good analogy because uh, what they're coming to me for is the fact that I've been doing it for 30 years. Uh, and I don't have it written on my t-shirt, but um, you know, when we're out there, hopefully that comes through and people will pick up on, on what my particular angle on things is. Um, so yeah, it's it, it it's kind of no different from any other project that I've been involved in, but you have to disassociate yourself with it and look at uh, look much more closely at what you're being expected or asked to produce, even if the people don't necessarily know what they're looking for. Um, you give them the confidence that they do know what they're looking for, and they'll find it. Um, and that's basically the you know the at the back of it um we'll see whether it works i mean i've got nature on my side up here obviously because this Absolutely. is a very beautiful place uh so kind of it's kind of cheating because um <laughs> i've already won 60 percent of the battle um just by being here but uh you know it's, it's whether you make it into something really interesting for everybody that's the challenge yeah. we'll see I'm sure it'll be great. As you say, you're off to a, a great start. Now, that brings me back to this professionalism um, conversation. Now, uh, you know, Dorothy's spoken about her qualification and her further qualification to say, you know, there you are, I am a brand strategist. I, I think we can, if we follow this sort of, um, you know, a strategic um, path, it's, it's fair for us to say that. But the professionalism in photography now, I don't want to put anyone down but the way I see it it must have been a really challenging sector over the last little while so there's someone like you that you know you have a, a fantastic portfolio and experience 
but everybody is a have a go hero, aren't they? Even with a smartphone now. So, um, you know, that must have been quite a challenging marketplace to operate in over the last little while. Well, that's really um, precisely that is really the reason that I started to get interested in branding um, and that whole process, because I reached a point where um, technology was moving so incredibly quickly that I found myself uh, losing business to guys who were out there with pretty sophisticated and not terribly expensive equipment who were producing acceptable results. Um, acceptable, not brilliant, but acceptable. Um, so I found myself maybe about five years ago having to really reevaluate what my own skills were and how I could present them as being something desirable and different to other people. Um, and it was, it's, been, it's been very challenging, but it's been fascinating too because it's made me um, look really uh, forensically look at what I do and how other people see it. Um, and I think that's why that kind of process is becoming more and more important because there are so many cross skills these days um, with technology giving everybody the impression that they know a little bit about everything. Um, but that's not what a professional is. A professional knows a hell of a lot about something. Um, and that's why you go to him. But the difficulty is persuading people that they need to do that and they need to pay for it. Um, and that, that I think is uh, one of the big challenges today. And it certainly was my challenge anyway, and still continues to be my challenge. Um, so uh, you ignore branding at your peril, really, I think. Mm -hmm. no, wise words. And I guess there's, you know, perfect uh, parallel with what you're doing, Dorothy, you know, um, just different, different sectors, slightly different clients. But I'm, in fact, they could actually be the same, same clients as it happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we as people who do branding have faced the same challenge um, that Simon faces with technology. Like when you ever switched on a YouTube video, I bet you had an advertisement from Wix side and create your logo in 10 seconds. So alone offering just creating logos, it's not enough. Like you can't compete with that or Fiverr or 99designs or like those sites. You, if they really want to just have a logo and I can't convince them, I always say just just get one for free. <laughs> don't spend, if you don't want to, if you just want like a stamp on what you do, don't pay yeah. for it. If you want sure. to make it work, use a professional and then don't settle for $11. And I think that is maybe the sound bite. Uh, you know, we've, we've had a great conversation but I think that's the perfect uh, place just to, to finish up. Obviously, you know, we're going to stay in touch and we wish you all the best um, with your own business and uh, level C. Enjoy that. Um, say hi to, to, to Marty when you're talking. I will. <laughs> wow. See, it seems like we've been only talking for about five minutes. It just goes yeah, so well, quickly, doesn't it, yeah, I was looking for uh, uh, at the clock, like, why are we finishing? Like, we yeah. just... <laughs> So maybe we can hang on, like stay on this call a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I'll 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 say thanks anyway. I really appreciate appreciate you guys taking the time to to talk to us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. Really nice to meet you.
Thank you.